Hello. Thanks for connecting to the teachings of Prophet Lovi Elias. May you be blessed by this teaching and may your life never be the same. To get the most value from this word, empty your heart and be ready to receive. If you have been impacted by this ministry and want to sow into it, please visit prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org. Now here's our prophet, Dr. Lovi Elias. I want to talk to you about something called frames of reality. This is going to be slightly a prophetic teaching. Uh, the amens are dead. Amen. Uh, you guys don't want to prophesy. Uh, you know, it's, do you, no, I, don't, I didn't say me. I said you. Somebody shouted prophesy, not me, you. You see, we are a prophetic church and it is an injustice if I don't teach you the prophetic ways. It's actually wrong. That is why you find that every time I teach, I teach a lot in Revelation because Revelation is the language of the Spirit. You see, reading Scripture without Revelation is a waste of time because the meaning of Scripture is encoded in Revelation. Revelation is when God unfolds the meaning of something so that you know what He meant. If you read Scripture, you can read it as a history book because it actually holds accounts of men what men did, what God did. But if you have the spirit of revelation, you can open scripture and see yourself, see what God is saying, see what God is purposing, know even what God is going to do. Because the spirit of revelation unfolds what God is saying now. So there are many who read the Bible like a, 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 you know, like a storybook or just, you know, sometimes people say, I've been in the word. means nothing to me. It's good to read your Bible, but you know, I'm, I'm always in the Word. Okay, let's hear you speak of the Word. You will notice they're empty. They will quote verses. They will speak some verses. But the weight of the Word of God is non-existent. It is just scriptures. Yet Jesus said, you search the scriptures thinking that in them you will find eternal life. There's no life in your scriptures. Because all of it points to me. So when you read this, it's supposed to point you to him. Not that it itself carries life. It doesn't. I know Christians didn't like that. Take it up with Jesus, not me. He said that. He did not say that. The Pharisees came to him and they said, uh, he said, you guys think you have life because you're reading scripture. Don't you know it all points to me? He's telling you that is useless without seeing me. So if your reading of scripture does not reveal Jesus to you, deeper you're not reading the bible you're not reading him you have not encountered him so i'm going to talk to you about what is called frames of reality this is around 2014 i believe it was 2014 i was uh, thinking about how god uh, blesses people and how god has been good to me how god has been you know, leading me in his way, because that was, I think we started the house ministry, I think 2012, 20, end of 2012 into 2013. So I started seeing a lot of manifestations of God, the way he would direct me and the way he would talk to me and the way he would lead me. So one night I was sitting in bed and I was just contemplating all the things that he told me will come to pass for me, how it will happen, how it will go, what my days will be like, 
how long my days will be like, how fruitful they will be like. And I was contemplating all the great things that God was speaking to me. And while I was thinking about it, all of a sudden I was pulled out of my body. How many people know there's such thing as being taken out of your body? It's all over your scripture. Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord took me by his mighty hand. And I had an outer body experience I wasn't trying to. The Lord by his mighty hand grabbed me and I was taken out of my body. I saw the angel of the Lord next to me and I was taken up. And it seemed like the roof of the house rolled over because we just went through it and I could see myself laying in the bed. And I started being taken up, taken up, taken up, taken up. I, we came out of the earth. I saw the earth. I saw stars. But we were moving in such a speed I can't even describe. It was not human-like. But we moved so fast and all of a sudden I could no longer see the angel of the Lord that was with me. I could not see him. And I could just feel the hand of God holding me. I don't know how to explain it, but... I pray that God will give you that experience for you to know. And I was lifted so high that it seemed like I was taken out of this reality. I was not in the spiritual world, but I was taken out of this reality. I don't know how to explain it. I can only tell you what I saw. And when I was lifted up, I got, it got, I got so far that I could tell that I was no longer in this reality that we know of the earth, the universe, the planet. I was out of it to the point that I was lifted so high to a point that all I could see is... Have you ever... I, I always use this analogy. How many people have... You all have phones now. You film videos, right? When you open your video, there's always like frames, right? You can see like frames right when i was pulled so far it was like i was standing like this and all i could see were frames of reality different reality like framed like like almost like a a a, a, a movie film but it looked like a picture frame at the same time it was like things were framed and then the lord spoke to me he said, I am a big God. You remember I told you this one years ago. And he said to me, I am a big God. And everything I do is big. And everything you know exists within me. And instantly I was pulled back. I fell into my body and I got up. And that day I understood that reality is not what you think. And that... As children of God, there is a higher place that God has called us to function from. And when the Lord showed me this, the Lord also taught me a lot of principles to do with spiritual things in terms of not only knowing what is to come. You see, when people operate in the prophetic, many times they only have a glimpse into what is to come. So they can predict the future or they can see the future or they can know the past, but they cannot manipulate the future. You see, when you have a prophetic spirit, not the gift, 
There is a place whereby you can actually alter events. Not just know what is to come. Am I going too deep for you or should I? I'm trying to bring you somewhere that you can understand. So you can use it. Because it is for you. If you're here, wave your hands. Overflow, if you can hear me, wave your hands so that I know you're also in spirit. Okay. So, where, what I'm about to reveal to you is to understand why you declare things. You speak positive vibes. <laughs> you say beautiful things. But it doesn't happen like that. You struggle, you declare, you pray. I declared it. I said in the name of Jesus. I'm waiting on God, but nothing is changing. It is because you'd misunderstand how reality works according to God. You see, everything that we do as men, if we do it with our own understanding, immediately we have limitations. We cannot go beyond it. But there is a path that God has set for us. There is a way God has fashioned things in order for us to enter into a place whereby not only do we know what he wants us to do, but we can empower, you can, we can be empowered to the point of altering events. Amen. Can, can you hear me? I mean, you've seen me prophesy sometimes whereby I change an outcome of, of a thing completely. Not because God told me. I know some people will be jealous. They'll say, no, no, I'm telling you the truth. There are things I'll tell you the Lord said, and there are things I'll tell you this one. I am doing you a favor. I'm going to change this. Because God has touched my heart to shift it for you. This is why when God, let, let me give you an example. The reason why God trains up his servants is so that his servants can do things that you cannot do. So that at some point they can also teach you to do what they are doing. Are you getting what I'm saying? If God just wanted to do everything, he would never raise men to do it. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying so far? So now, if you read this Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, it says this, it says, through faith, what is faith? Substance. Remember I told you, you have to see spiritually through substance. Do you remember that? Faith is not invisible. Unseen doesn't mean invisible. What is unseen to one is seen to another. I can look at somebody and know things that you can't see, yet I can see them like they are open. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You see, I don't like to teach you things that I, I myself, I am incapable of doing. I'll be lying. But you can see things that others can't. To them, it may be invisible, it may be impossible, it may be non-existent. But for another, it may be completely be visible. Is this making sense? Yes. Young lady, stand up with the nice blonde hair, with the white shirt. Stand up. Is this your first time here? It's your first time. Where do you come from? You come from L.A.? 
Let me ask you a question. Okay. Do, do you do fitness stuff? Uh, I was an athlete all my life, and yeah, I kind of, yeah, basically, yeah, fitness. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yes, my you, you do fitness stuff? Yeah. Do you know somebody called Anderson? And, that's my last name. Yeah. Prophesy! Prophesy! Now, <laughs> now you see, when you are looking, you can't see what I'm seeing. KY something. What's your first name? Kyra. K Y R A. Now, you, you see, look at your jealousy. I won't teach. Let me stop. You're deep, sir. <laughs> so, when I am looking at her, I am seeing what you, you can't see. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. I can look at her and I will see things that your eyes are not seeing. Are, are you listening to me? Your eyes are not seeing. Not that it is not there. You just can't see the reality I can see. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes, amen. amen. Now, the reason why I am doing this is not because I'm actually prophesying. I'm just showing you that I can see what I want to see. Is this making sense? Amen. That I can shift. And if I want to now know God's mind concerning her, I can also know. Amen. But I have to be able to, mani- to, to maneuver between the reality you can see and the other reality that is unseen. In order for me to hear what God is saying. Amen. You see, you can't hear somebody if you're not on the side that they're in. Is, is this making sense? Yes. Is this weird? It's strange, huh? Uh, no. It, it's not it's, strange? Not really. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's God. Yes. Now, Amen. now, let me just bless you real quick. Amen. Okay. God is going to lift you up. Okay, because God is seeing your heart and your heart has really turned towards him. Amen. You made a decision this year that you're going to pursue God like you have never pursued God before. Amen. You said, I will keep myself from anything that is unclean and I just want to know God's mind and I want to know God's way. Amen. Huh? Yes, amen. And God is saying to you that because of what you have done, I am seeing you becoming very known by doing fitness stuff. Are you listening to me? Yes. Thank you. You are going to bless a lot of people and change a lot of people's lives. If I were you, now I'm giving you wisdom. Don't just look into training, but focus also on nutrition, natural health stuff Mm. that will aid people in rebuilding themselves. Are you listening to me? Amen, yes. This is going to not just be people getting fit, but also people who need physical therapy to get strong will come to you, says the Spirit of God. Thank you, amen. Now, this is just simple, small. See, usually when I profess, I don't even like to call names. I want to show you that I know your secret. I'll go deep into your issues. Because for me, names is not really prophecies for children. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So when I look at people, I'll pull out cases that people look at like, Who did, does this guy live in my house? I'm telling you, you're going to prison. You did this and did this. Ah, they are sure. 
That's the kind of stuff that I like. Remember that one woman that was here and I told her, listen to me, your bosses set you up. Your bosses set you up. They set you up, they made you fire people and move some money this way and this way. I mentioned the boss's name. We had to remove the whole prophecy and not put. I named the, the, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednegros. I said, if you do what they're telling you to do next, they're going to put this whole thing on you and you're going to go to prison. You're going to be locked up for fraud. And then I also told her, I touched her, so I said, you and your mother went on Wednesday to look at what has been growing inside. Oh, my God. Say, relax. That is... The ability, there are certain frames that can't be shifted. You just have to be led through. And there are frames that can be shifted. But I want to take you deep into understanding how to frame reality. When the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue, it doesn't say when you use the tongue there will be life. It's saying that your tongue has power. But he's not saying when you use your tongue, it will be powerful. Is this opening your eyes slowly? So you can say all the most positive stuff and it is good to say positive things. But that is not what carries reality. It is not. Is this making sense? But words can be a carrier of the frame that can capture reality. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So let me read this again. Through faith we understand that the worlds, the worlds, the worlds, the world worlds means our universe, realities, different ones. The worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Your problem is when you pray, you are incapable of framing something in the spirit because the moment you frame it, it appears in reality. That's good. Wow. No, somebody didn't hear what I said. If you can capture it in a frame, then you have it in reality. Yes, hallelujah. If you're incapable of capturing it in a frame, you will fight generational curses. You will bind and break. You will stomp, trample on everything. And nothing will change. Because every possibility... You see, there is the perfect will of God. And there is the permissive will of God. And then there is not the will of God. The perfect will of God. Permissive will of God. And then what is not God's will? Permissive is God is like, okay, I don't really want this, but my purpose still gets fulfilled. I'm cool with it. It will be difficult. It will be tough. You will suffer. But it is not God's will, but it is permissive. He will still carry out his will. The perfect will of God is when everything goes according to what he wants. And then there is a path that is not of God that he doesn't want at all. You go that you die. You see, when uh, uh, Isaiah went to a certain man, I always forget this man's name. He went to Ezekiah and he looked at him and he said, get your house in order, you're going to die. Ah, 
The guy had, imagine somebody comes to you, you, you are going to die. I always imagine Isaiah speaking like an African. You will die. <laughs> if an African tells you you will die, you will feel it in your bones. <laughs> he told him, get your house together. You're going to die. Ah, Ezekiah didn't want to die. Ezekiah prayed, he said, God, now, let's, let's talk. Think about all the things that I've done. Not that dying is bad. You know, dying is not a bad thing. You go home. You know, the thing is, you're so caught up with this reality, you haven't seen the other side. So you think this is reality. Yet this is a very temporary reality. In fact, David said this, the life of man is like vapor. It is here and it is gone. The moment you will ever live this reality to just see and come back when angels look at this reality they see it so fragile so temporary they don't understand why you kill you steal to fight for it yet it's so it literally looks like like vapor it literally looks like it's just floating just mist so temporary so for them they can't understand why you are dying for this Anyway, this man prays, he says, uh, Father, think about all the good things I have done. Think about everything that I have done. Who's going to do them? Have I not been faithful? Have I not been this? God tells us, all right, go tell him I'll add 15 more years on his years. But the reason why God wanted to stop Ezekiah's life and take him into heaven is because Ezekiah was going to meet a woman and he was going to give birth to a boy called Manasseh. And Manasseh was the worst king that ever lived in Israel. Messed up that country completely, bringing other gods and doing all these messes. God taking him before that time, he was going to alter reality. Are you getting what I'm saying? But because this man prayed, God was like, all right, my will will still come to pass, but you know, let me, all right. He allowed him to live. But by living, a lot of things went bad, but his will was still fulfilled. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, your problem is you pray you fast, you seek God, Shanda, da, 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 da. came riding in a Honda, all that good stuff. <laughs> but the issue is you don't know how to frame reality. And this is not something that God will do. The one that God wants, he has already said, you can choose to enter into it, into it or not. But even when you enter into what God has framed, there are things that you want within that picture because God doesn't want to control every aspect because God is not a dictator. God wants you to have a choice of how you want to run between that frame. You see, as long as you're with God, you're going to heaven. I always say this, I don't want to enter heaven like this. I fought so many battles, my boy. I want to enter heaven like this. Amen. If Jesus paid the price, yes. I don't want to go to heaven broken, busted. Then Amen. I get healed, then restored. No, no, that's unnecessary. Amen. 
Hello. Hello. You know, some of you, you want to suffer too much. Yet God never constituted suffering for you. You think that is what being a Christian is. No, it's not. The price was paid. So now, things that do appear, things that do appear can only appear not because you have faith, but faith makes you to see what can be framed. Amen. Are you understanding now? I'm, I'm trying to break it down for you. Through faith, we understand that the world, faith gives you understanding of what is lingering that you can frame. That is why faith is the substance of things what? Hope for. So it is somewhere. But it can be evidence of things not seen. So you, when you carry faith, faith is supposed to permit you to see what others cannot see. Oh, amen. And when you can see what others cannot see, yes. then you can call those things that are not as if they were. Hallelujah. Notice, not pray. Shh. Not pray, call. If I call you, it means you exist. I'm going to go to the overflow. You didn't hear what I said. Not name it. Call it. When you open Genesis chapter 1, God said, let there be light. He is calling light. Yet light has never existed. Let there be. He is... Now, you see the word let there be, if you actually read it in Hebrew, it's light be, so be, so be. He's calling these things by name and also their character. It means God is seeing what you cannot see. If you read Genesis chapter 2, he says it like this. He says, let me, let me open it so that you understand how reality plays out. This coming month should be a month of victory for you. Amen. Uh, I feel like you can't hear me. Amen. Genesis chapter 2 verse 4. We haven't even gone deep yet. Genesis chapter 2 verse 4. Are you ready? Now in order to understand this, just... I'll bring up verse 1 very quickly and then we'll go back to verse 4. I just want to see now, listen. Uh, uh, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. Sorry, go to verse 2. Now remember this. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. So everything that is to exist was finished. And God is rested. Anyone who tells you God is coming up with a solution light to you. And I will show you why in a second. Somebody who is resting, it means he's done all things. If you read in Revelations, I believe 5, I think 5 or 12, it says, And to the Lamb who was slain before the foundations of the earth. Jesus was already crucified before the world started. But that reality was placed 2,000 years ago. No, you didn't get. Do you guys get it now? So, 
John is looking in heaven and he's realizing a lamb that looks like it's slain from the foundations of the earth. Slain, dead, killed already from, for men that were not even existing. He doesn't even know why the lamb is slain. Then he realized that the earth was actually built on the cross. Because if God is making up solutions, you see, for God's ability or foreknowledge is not just ability or foreknowledge. God already framed reality. That is why he's in control. So if God already framed the fact that me and you are going to fall, if he's creating solutions after, then he's playing catch up. He is not God. In order for that solution to appear in the future, you see, when a director is shooting a movie, they already scripted the whole thing. They are just now filming it the way they want. Now, but with God, he doesn't film from the beginning. God films from the end to the beginning. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is why I said he's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. If you look at Hebrew, the, the, the language of God, you read backwards. But we say backwards, but that actually is not true. We read from the end result to the beginning. Reality to God goes this way. It doesn't go to the future. It is from the future. So when you pray, you are trying to go into the future. But God wants you to go from the future. Anybody that is operating with faith is operating from the future. But anybody that... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is somebody's eyes opening up? It. Is this making sense so far? Yes. That is why Jesus was cool with the cross because he was coming from the future. Wow. Are we going somewhere? Yes. Now watch this. And on the seventh day, God ended his work. Notice two things here. Which he had made and rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. It repeated that twice, right? Verse 3. Now watch this. Interesting. God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. God was resting from two things. A reality he formed and a reality framed. Amen. Wow. Okay, your clapping says I should stop. I think I'm teaching too much. We're shocked. When you create, you know what? I will come to this. Let's go to verse 4. I will explain this in a second because we have to come back here. Now look at this. It gets very interesting. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Made, not create. What you read in Genesis chapter 1, God is making. He's making it. He's framing. The word to make is to frame Because you notice God never used hands. 
his tongue. God was talking. Now I will show you how to do that. Don't worry, we are here. Verse 5. Now look at this. This now gets interesting. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. Where were they? In. It means there was nothing inside the ground. But when you read chapter 1. When God was framing reality, he said, let the ground bring forth herbs and trees and fruit trees after its kind. And God saw that it was beautiful. He didn't say angels saw it. He didn't say others saw it. He said, he saw it. Your problem is when you want to frame reality, you want others to see it. God was the only one seeing it. Yes. Wow. And when he saw it, he said, this is good. Yes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Now watch this, it's going deeper. He said, this, ah, this is deep. When he put the sugar content in a mango, ah, African mangoes are deep. When you think of African bananas, they are deep. You're like, God, how did you measure that? You know you people here don't eat fruits. You don't know what fruits are. Ah, ah. You see an avocado like this. The sweetness will shock you. Growing in somebody's backyard, non-GMO. Deep. You're like, God, the sh- how did you? Have you ever eaten food and you wonder the goodness of God? You're like, ah, oh, Shadaba, I know you're fasting, so I'm provoking you. Now what's this? <laughs> let, me, let me continue. I have 21 minutes. I hope I can get to where I want to. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, meaning that it was not in the earth. It's not talking about the sphere. It's talking about the ground. And every herb of the field before it grew. Before. So before it was in the earth and before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was no man to till the ground. Let me break this down for you. There are certain realities that God has framed. That is waiting for your reaction and your action. To provoke them to enter into your reality. So as long as you don't move then what God ordained for you remains somewhere in the spirit. I feel like I'm prophesying to myself. I decree and declare that your eyes will begin to see. That you begin to know. So that you can provoke. Are you capturing what I'm saying? Now sit, sit for two seconds. Two seconds. You see... When you have spiritual eyes, this Bible is a deep... There is no book like this book on earth. I'm telling you. Ah, this book is deep. You see, the thing is people just read it casually because people have, uh, have uh, religialized it. You don't understand the secrets and the mysteries of, the, of all of God are encoded in that book. This book is crazy. 
The encryption is too deep. You need the eyes of the spirit to see it. Now, now watch this. So you understand now the, what God has ordained for you is there. But it is waiting for you to provoke something in order for it to come to play. So God already saw the plants. He saw that they were good. He saw them growing. He already framed it. But this was dependent on Adam tilling the ground. Even if it rained, Adam never touched the ground. Nothing is coming forth. The moment that Adam beats the ground is when the seed appears in the ground. Because creation pertains to God. Is this making sense? Let's read this quickly. I'm hoping I can get to where I can get to. Now, let, let me explain this because I have, I've, my time is really short. I'm trying to, to bring you to that place as fast as I can. Now, Moses was on the mountain with God. And he told God, let me see your face. And God told him, no one can see my face, but I will show you my back. What that meant was God told Moses, you can't really see me because I did not begin. I have no ending. I am eternal, but I will show you my back. And then he says, God passed before Moses. But what you don't understand is, Moses wrote the first six, is it six or five, five books? The first five books of the Bible were written by Moses. This Genesis you're reading, Moses is writing it like he was next to God, seeing God creating. How did he see it? When God showed him the back, God took him to the same place he took me. And he showed him reality of creation. You want to know me, but let me show you who I've been. Let me show you who I have been. So God took him and showed him the frame of reality of how he created the heavens, created the earth, how this went like this, this went like that, this, and then he brought him back. Moses recorded it. Another man who also saw this same frame is a man called Job. Because the oldest book in your Bible is not Genesis. Genesis holds one of the oldest accounts, the most oldest account. Let me say it like that. But Job is the oldest book actually in your Bible. Job actually records. He records when the measurements of the earth were being set. When God was creating men and angels were rejoicing. He actually records this reality because he was shown. When we say God is the same yesterday, today and forever. You know because... God is eternal. God cannot have a past. Because God is not in time. God cannot have a past. God cannot have a future. Because God is eternal. And because he is eternal, he is also outside of creation. Because creation is in time, but God is not in time. So to know God's past is impossible because we are beings of time 
and God is eternal. So even if he tried to explain it, we cannot capture it because he never began. So the only way God could show Moses who he has been is by taking Moses to frames that were framed and show him, I have always been like this. I have always been like this. I have always been like this. Your problem is you look at your small few years and you say he's been good to me yesterday. He'll be good to me tomorrow. You don't know that word was intended for people who can see frames. Because if you have seen frames, you know for sure your future is guaranteed. Is this making sense to somebody? Amen. So Moses was confident I'm bringing these guys out because of what God showed me. He could go and provoke crazy wonders because of what he experienced. It was too much. It was too deep. He came to a knowing that it is actually beyond what uh, can be explained. So he could alter the, the sun, the moon, the weather. He messed up with everything, parting the sea. is because he could suspend reality. He could shift reality. And you see his student Joshua comes out and stops the earth from rotating. You have a leap year because of Joshua. My cousin Masengo, <laughs> he's, there are years he has no birthdays. Because he was born on a leap year, on that day when he was born, there was no day. <laughs> that, is, that is Joshua's fault. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I am taking you beyond just anointing and I'm taking you deep into the roots of this thing. Let's look at this really quick. Isaiah 26 from verse 1 to 3. I'm giving you verses because I want your eyes to be opened. Are you there? In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for the walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. The word whose mind is stayed on thee is actually read like this in Hebrew. You will keep his mind in peace, he whom has set his frame on you. You have no peace because you have no control of reality. You don't know what is to come. You don't know what is going to happen. You think you will die. You think you will lose this. You think you will never make it. 
because you have not looked at the one who actually frames your mind is not been on his frame you see there is your frame and there is his frame God looked at the children of Israel and said, For I know the thoughts I have concerning you. This one I haven't framed. I'm doing this because you guys don't listen. So I have created this other reality for you guys to suffer. Then you can come back to me. Joshua was telling them, My guys, Jeremiah was telling them, Repent. Let's change this thing. God is saying he's going to prepare another event that we don't want. They didn't listen. Then when God is sending them to bondage, you say, ah, but I know the thoughts I have concerning you. I have framed a different picture for you. You'll be there for this time, but after this time you come out. He already knows because it's an event that has already happened as far as he's concerned. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Let me show you something and I promise you we are going to finish. We are going to go back to Genesis. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 20. Deuteronomy 31 from verse 20. For when I, shall, when I shall have brought them into the land which I swore unto their fathers, that followeth with milk and honey, and they shall, they shall have eaten and filled themselves, and waxed fat. Somebody say fat. fat. That means to be blessed. That means to be anointed, because anointing means fat. Then will they turn unto other gods. God is saying, these people, I am bringing them out, but I know what they are going to do. And I will show you how God knows how they, what they were going to do. And they become fat. They will turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. God already knows. How does he know? Verse 21. And it shall come to pass... When many evils and troubles have befallen them, that this song shall testify against them as a witness. For it shall not be forgotten out of their mouth of their seed. For I know their imagination which they go about. The word about there is the word asa. And asa means to frame. Even now before I have brought them into the land which I saw. God is saying this. I'm bringing these people out. I am taking them to the land of milk and honey. They will eat. They will rejoice. And they will forget me. And they will follow other gods. I know that they are going to do these things. Because I am already seeing the evil they are framed. God is not talking about intention. He's saying they have framed it. That is why you find God is speaking in the present tense. For I know their imaginations which they have framed. Notice which they go about. To go about it means they have already set the play. It's already framed. Even now, even when, now, before I have brought them into the land which I saw. God is saying they have already framed it. Verse 22, look at this. 
Moses therefore wrote this <laughs> Moses therefore wrote this song the same day and taught it into the unto the children of Israel. This guy, when God told him that, he said, Hey, let me teach them this song. When this suffering comes, they will remember it and go back. Your suffering is to bring you back to the frame God ordained for you. Ah, yeah, yeah, look at (laughs) Are you capturing this? Psalms 103 verse 14. Psalms 103 verse 14. And then I'm going to finish. I know I'm giving you... I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you small things to just show you what I'm saying. For he knoweth our frame. He remembers that we are just dust. For he, remem- for he knoweth our frame. <laughs> God already knows your destiny. When he wants to get angry, remember that this dust is going to pass. I already framed him. You see in Genesis chapter 6, when, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were messing on earth, God said, from now on, their ears will not go beyond this. I have framed it. They are not, they are not living beyond this. They are wicked too much. Let me limit this wickedness. Let me sentence their years to this much. Before that, when you are, you see, in the days of Adam until Genesis chapter 6, when you are 300 years old, you are still a teenager. (laughs) Yeah, these guys were living 900, 980. If you are 300 years, you haven't lived yet. (laughs) Yeah. You're still living in your mom and dad's house, you know. <laughs> They're like seven, eight hundred years old. It's crazy. Now you know you get married when you're 30 something, 20 something, you're like a baby. You still grew to a certain stature at the same rate, but then your, your body did not deteriorate as fast. So slow. Hallelujah. So God even cannot, there are certain times he wants to smack us, then he remembers I have already framed him. That is why the Bible says God has numbered our days. To number is a countdown. It doesn't say God is counting our years, he has numbered it. To number means he already knows how many. He's counting. You see what every time you are counting another birthday, God is counting down minus one. <laughs> minus two. <laughs> you, you are counting up. Yay! Him is counting backwards. <laughs> From now on, don't celebrate birthdays. Now I'm joking. I'm joking. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 2 verse 3. I'll finish with this. There's a lot more I want to go into, but we don't have the time. Or should I give you scriptures to look at? This is a good little study for you, right? Jeremiah 18.11. Jeremiah 18.11. Jeremiah 18 and verse 11. Now therefore go to speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I frame evil 
against you. And the and device a device against you. Return ye now one from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. I have framed. You see, when somebody tries to play with you spiritually and you know how to play, to pray, you can frame, <laughs> they will swear and pray that day that they never met you in their life. You see, you, you see, in America, you people are too nice. The Western world, you are nice. You are too nice. Me, don't provoke me. I will release a frame. Uh, no, I'm serious. There are things that, you know, you see, you see people like Elijah doing it. Even Moses doing it. Even Peter. You wanted to lie to me. Don't you know you are not deceiving me? You are deceiving them. You are, you are, you are dying now. There is young men at the door. They are ready to pick you up and bury you. He's, and the young men are walking in. This guy just falls. Boom. They take him to go and bury him. He framed a different story. The guy probably was supposed to live to 90. Peter just framed a different picture. Some people are scared. Ooh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You are more dangerous than that witch in the village. Yeah. You are just trained to be too soft as a Christian. When you messed with Elijah, Elijah, uh, <laughs> Elijah messed you up. The Bible goes as far as to say, don't let a witch, don't suffer a witch to live. Certain things you don't play with. Are you capturing what I'm trying to say? So the, the, the God is saying, I have framed evil. I have put it. I have set it. He framed it. This is when he's warning the children of Israel to turn from their ways. But they're not listening. He framed a, a guy called Nebuchadnezzar. Put him in the picture. Made him great. Framed him and made him to capture them. He created a new scene in the movie. He was telling them, I can cut this sin off if you turn from your ways. Let me tell you how we heal diseases. Can I explain to you? Yes. If a sickness is caused by a demon, you rebuke the demon, the sickness lives. But if it is damage that was caused in past time, and that evil spirit has left, but there is damage. Whenever healing comes, what happens is you go into frames. You go to when it started. You cut that sin off. Then in the present time, it no longer exists. When Jesus forgave our sins on the cross, he did not forgive us now. He went to the conception of what Adam did. Deleted the sin of the tree. Wow. That is why it's called the second Adam. Wow. 
So now the movie plays with a different Adam on a tree. You're teaching good. <laughs> God recasted the role of Adam. <laughs> Sit for two seconds. God did a recast. He, he made himself and he called himself second Adam. And then in this one, remember the four began from the tree. This one, the beginning began from the tree. So Jesus is hanging on a tree. Remember it says, cursed is the man that hangs on a tree. So God was already framing, he already framed the whole picture. <laughs> so he puts himself on the cross and that's where the beginning starts. So instead of our beginning being from dust, our beginning is from his spirit. So when God looks at you, he cannot see sins if your beginning is in Christ. Yes. Amen. That is why it says he has blotted out your sin. Do you know what to blot out meaning, means? When God goes through the book of your life, they are blank. <laughs> it's like this, you are about to do this, that picture is cut. Amen. Then all of a sudden you're holy and praying. <laughs> You're about to do this, that thing is disappeared. Anybody who watches it, they, they, it doesn't make sense. They, they, they don't, don't worry about it. The sin is just deleted. Director's cut. He has the full picture. You, you can't see it. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Now, let me show you how... <laughs> let, let me show you now how you do this thing. Let me give you one last scripture. I have minus. I'm waiting for Mike. Hosea chapter 5 verse 2. <laughs> Hosea chapter 5. Actually, Hosea chapter 5 verse 4. Hosea 5 and 4. They will not frame their doings to turn unto their God. For the spirit of whoredom is in the midst of them. And they have not known the Lord. Notice God is saying, these guys have, whatever is framed is established. Are we together now? Does that make sense? Is, is this making sense? So whatever God establishes, when you say it is established, it means it is framed. That is why the Bible says, whatsoever you bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Because whatever frames reality is in heaven. So you are doing down here can frame a reality that provokes it to remain here. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, it is not just, that's why God told Peter, the Lord Jesus told Peter, I am giving you the keys. That key is not given to everybody. Say, you, I am giving you keys. That whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Meaning, whatever you do here, we will frame it in heaven. So if we frame it, it is established on earth. Whatever you lose here, we will also lose it in heaven. So your bondage is not on earth. Your limitation is not on earth. It is what is happening in the spirit. 
Now let's go finish this now. Mike, Mike, I can't see him. <laughs> the one time I'm not looking behind. God said we should not look to the past. <laughs> Genesis. Genesis chapter chapter 2 verse 3. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Maybe if I turn, I'll turn into salt. <laughs> now, let me, let me help you now here. Okay? God rested from his work which God created and made. The only place you create is in your mind. Your imagination is where creation lies. Here's the good news. You cannot imagine beyond what exists. If you can imagine it, it exists. Amen. Listen to me and listen to me again. You cannot imagine beyond what exists. God already determined how far you can go. That is why it says when the thoughts of man end is where God's begin. So God literally put a cap on what you can imagine. So you imagining a house by the ocean, it exists. You imagining good health, it exists. You imagining walking close to God, it exists. That frame is somewhere in the spirit. The problem is, how do you frame it? Can somebody hear me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can somebody hear me? How do you frame it now? Before God did anything, he said, light be. Now, I have taught you before, but I'm going to just throw it in there because I don't have time to really break it down deep as I would want to. Remember, Jesus never called himself the word. Jesus called himself the light. The word is simply a vehicle that carries light. That is why the Bible says it like this. The entrance of thy word giveth light. If I inject you with a shot, it is not the shot that is going into you. It is the content inside the shot. So when you are listening to these words, it is not the word going into you. It is the light going into you. Is this making sense? When you eat greens... It is not the greens that your, actually your body is 
going to eat. You will chew it to break it down. Your body only takes the nutrients. The rest it pushes out. So what is carrying, what is coming into you is not the substance. It is the nutrients that your body needs. That's why if you eat burgers, you're... It's good, but... You know, but it's nothingness to your body. It doesn't benefit you. Because your body doesn't receive anything from it. Is this making sense? Can you hear me? Are you sure you can hear me? If you can hear me, wave your hands. So it is in what is carrying within or is carried within that thing. The problem is whenever you are framing, trying to frame reality number one, you only go off what others have done. Your imagination is inherit different because you are given access to different frames. That is why we have different tastes. We have different... Uh, um, mm, we, we like different things. We incline to different things. All this taste is within your spirit because you are not taught it. They are just things you gravitate to. Is this making sense? Some of you, you have allowed the devil to put so much suffering around you. And you determined your life based on what the devil proposed to you. That is what you use to frame your reality. The devil cannot frame anything. Can can I say something that is a little deep? I don't know if I should say this. I'm actually afraid to say it. And to imagine are two different things. Because the moment you imagine, you are creating. When you are thinking, it's based on things that already are. How did God know that the devil was messing up? He attempted to frame reality. You know what? He thought in his heart, I can lift my throne above the stars, above the clouds, and I will sit in the north in, among the congregation, and I will be... Ah, uh, that frame was knocked down. Michael came, arrested him. My guy, out of here. Bam down to earth because in the world of spirits angelic beings are not allowed to create they don't have the capacity to create not that they can't attempt it is not permitted to them because their world is established The devil cannot have a future because his future is already framed. 
it is the lake of fire. He doesn't have a future. He's already framed. So he's trying to take as many people down with him because his frame is established. But there is one being that God loves so much but is the most stubborn. It's called a human being. He has still been given the capacity and the ability to create within their world. Is this making sense? We still have many things to develop and create. God is cool with that because we are still developing. But when the new earth and the new heaven comes, the new Jerusalem, it will be a different system because all will be perfect. It means that it will be of his not of our doing. So right now, you're living the life you're living because of what you chose to frame, whether consciously or unconsciously. So how do I receive power to frame? You will keep him in perfect peace. He who has set his frame on you. If you understand that there is no framing without light. Do you realize every time you take a picture you need light? Every time you want to film a movie you need light. The lens of the camera actually reacts to light. How quickly it can... Shutter, it's like continuous pictures adjusting in light, right? So the content of light within you, how much Jesus you have, determines if you can frame reality or not. It determines if you can alter reality or not. When somebody died, in the frames of earth, it is impossible for them to come back. That is why when Jesus went to Lazarus' family, they said, Lord, Martha said, Lord, if you are here, my brother would have lived. He said, you know, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, you know, he will, he will wake up. She said, yes, on the last day. He said, no, have I been with you so long that you still don't know who I am? Did I not tell you I am? Notice when he says I am, it means that I will be what I want to be. I will do what I want to do. It means God can reshuffle frames. Even what men think is impossible. And how did Jesus do it? Lazarus come out. Young girl, get up. Jesus taps the coffin. Young man, come out. Words. The entrance of thy word gives light. Here's the issue now. You have been reading the word of God, yes. You have been praying, yes. But how much of Jesus are you taking in? That is the real question. 
How much of Christ have you injected within you? That is the real issue. Are you listening to me? That is the real problem. The problem is not, is not oh, I, I, I pray so much. I am in the word. I am seeking God. How much of Jesus do you have? Your Jesus content can be measured. Open up ye gates. Open up ye gates so that the truth may enter. In you, there is a gate. You either choose to open it for him or you close it and he cannot get in. Many of us only accept what is of God when it feels like we like it. When it's according to what I enjoy. If it is connected to what I like. If it makes sense to me. If it is the way I think it should be. If it is outside of the realm that you are used to. Immediately you shut down. But yet your next level is not in what you know. It will always be found outside of you. Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teachings. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to ProfitLovi.com or RevelationChurchLA.org and click on Giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California, and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, Shalom.